This is Positively Farming Media. When my family's first ever baby chicks arrived, deciding what to feed them and making sure we never ran out was so overwhelming. But now, I stress less each chick season thanks to Grubbly Farms. Grubbly Farms creates all the feed and snacks our flock needs to grow into happy, healthy future egg layers and delivers it when we need it. No more panic trips to town when we've run out or staring at the shelves at the feed store hoping what we want is in stock. Plus, we save 10% on every auto shipment. As soon as our new baby floofs arrive, they're started on Grubbly Little Peck's chick feed and begin learning that a shake of the Grubbly snack bag means snack time. Together, the feed and snacks provide our chicks with optimal nutrition and make sure that they come running whenever they see me. Not only does it make me feel loved, but being able to call our flock quickly is so important if something dangerous wanders into our yard. So go to grublyfarms.com today to get your subscribe and save auto shipment set up for your spring chicks and give yourself the stressless chick season you deserve. Use code DRINKINFARM25 to save 25% off your first order. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. How's it going? It's going. It's going. Yes, it is going, whether we like it or not. <laughs> yeah. The sun is shining. Oh, here too. Mm-hmm. The weather is warmer. Not as warm as I would like it to be because I'm over yes. winter already. Yes. And I know I still have a few months left, so I'm not allowed to be, yes. but I'm over it. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. It is 48 here today. Oh. It's windy, but we got hay dropped off. And, you know, as Midwesterners do, we talk about how, you know, it's there's a wind, but at least the sun is out and it feels kind of warm. <laughs> it's like just any default conversation you have in the Midwest right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You and I have the exact same weather right now, except it's about 10 or 15 degrees warmer. That's why I'm just wearing a t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> I saw that and I thought maybe you just like came back from the barn and you were like hot. No, Bev's got freaking 60 degree weather outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like Ugh. that. But the wind like is like at 19 miles an hour. So I'm working inside the barn because you can't work outside of it because it just blows everything over. And yeah, you can't do anything in that wind. <laughs> no, you can't. You really can't. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's see, what are we talking about today? So, you know, we're what, through February pretty much at this point? Yeah. But we're finally going to talk about our goals. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But we're, you know what, better late than never. A lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today, you really can't start until the weather is consistently nicer outside. So are we really late? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And, you know, like I just downloaded my farm. I do the farmer's almanac every year for the planting dates for my zip code. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. So if anybody wants to look at theirs up and see if it works for them this year, they could do that. But I just downloaded that PDF and put it on my device and I was looking at it and I'm not behind on any seed starting yet, even though I haven't started. 
So I think like in prior years, I had just been in such a hurry or feeling so gung-ho and motivated that I was starting too soon. And now I'm going to be like right on schedule. So I'll take it. (laughs) There you go. There you go. I love it. I should probably, well, I will talk a little bit more about stuff this year, but I just decided I'm not starting seeds this year. I have an infant. It's not happening this year. Maybe next. We'll see. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And, you know, if anybody else out there is feeling a little behind or a little overwhelmed, um, I think this will be good because you'll see that, like, you you get to decide when you're going to start something and how you're going to do it. Because mine and Sam's lives look so different from each other right now. So, like, it. I mean... We both have some of the same goals, but we'll just approach them differently because of where we're at at the moment. And I think that's perfect. Like, it's a great, it's a great example to take a look at if you're trying to figure out how to do the things that are important to you in your stage. <laughs> All right. So before we dive in, who are our drink peeps this week? Our drink peeps this week are Jenny Beck, which is Beck's Boots to Roots over on the Instagram and Emily Hake, which is E-M Hake, and Hake has two A's over on the Instagram. So cheers, ladies. Thanks so much for being our drink peeps. Cheers. Alrighty. So let's just dive right in, or because a lot of this looks garden related, we'll say dig right in. There <laughs> we go. I like it. So <laughs> Bev, what do you want to start with for your 2023 goals slash intentions? So the thing that I will start with is that I do believe the garden is where a lot of my focus is going to go this year because that was the spot where I found the most joy when I gave myself the time and created the systems to make it fun. It's really easy for it to suddenly not be fun because it can get overwhelmed (laughs) with weeds really easily. I can end up with too many seedlings that I can't plant out fast enough, which like adds stress and things like that. And, you know, I really thought about it and I realized that of all the things that I do around here, I think spending a lot of time in the garden is the thing I'm missing the most right now with doing so many different Mm. things. So this year I'm trying to get back to it. So the garden is going to be where I think people see me spending most of my time when I'm not petting adorable baby goats in the barn because, you know, you got to do that too. But (laughs) yeah, you have, you have very adorable floppy eared ones right now. So cute. I squeal every time I see them. Like (laughs) I I can't help it. Like I walk out there and I'm just like, (laughs) I mean, I don't blame you because I feel like every time I see a picture on Instagram, I have the same exact reaction. <laughs> yeah. Every time I go, it's like I forget they're there. Like I go there, I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Okay. So, so, what about- so what are you thinking in the garden specifically, though? So I'm going to pull all my paths up and redo my paths so that I have better weed barrier and better paths. And in fact, I was thinking about it this morning. I like 
was plotting out how I was going to get all this done, what order and like what things I needed to put into place. And I think I might switch our paths to rock if I can afford it. I don't know that I'm going to get to do that. I might actually just leave them as weed barrier this year and leave them uncovered. But one of the things that I run into is I get overrun with weeds really easily. And part of it is because I use the mulch in my paths on top of the weed barrier. So even if I'm not getting weeds that are like deep and like coming through the weed barrier, stuff germinates on top of the mulch that's on the weed barrier. And yes, those weeds are much easier to pull, but it's still, that's, it's just a thing. It's another thing. And it's something that you look at that like causes you stress. And so I thought, you know what, like maybe plants would be less likely to germinate if these were rocks instead of mulch. So good point. Maybe that's an option. So I don't know. I'm I'm still up in the air on that, on whether or not that'll happen. Because you know you have to have a truck full of rocks show up, and someone has to spread all those rocks. And I'm almost forty. I don't want to shovel all those rocks. My back hurts all the time now. <laughs> so so I don't know. No, it's a, it would be a lot of work, but I almost wonder if you could like test it out in one area to see if you like it before you bring a whole truckload somewhere mm-hmm. just to like test your theory, make sure you're comfortable walking on it and all that fun stuff. That's a good point because it will change the way that the garden feels like when you're walking in it. Because like right now my garden's really soft and like, mm-hmm. yeah. but rocks would definitely change that. So good point, good point. I'm also thinking that I want to maybe put in some drip lines. I don't think I'm going to do like a whole auto drip system, but I do think I want to install a drip line that like the hose can hook up to so that I can water the beds better for seedlings. I think I'll have better success if things are being watered more effectively and, you know, at the rate that they're supposed to be. So I might experiment with a better two doing drip systems and see how that works before I do all of them. And then also uh, all my solar lights that I put in my garden last year, because I didn't really grow a whole lot of food. So I just mostly made the garden pretty. They're still working. They're still out there and they're still working and it looks so magical. So I'm going to order some more solar lights. So in the show notes, we'll put a link to the two different, or I guess three different kinds of solar lights that I got last year. All three of them are still working and it's been a whole winter. So clearly there must be something good about them. (laughs) Yeah, totally. When when I left them out there, I was like, I'm going to have to buy new ones come summer, but (laughs) nope. They're still kicking. <laughs> so they're good ones. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, so they're good ones. So now I feel good recommending them to people. I'll, I'll plug them with no shame. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you? What is one of your goals for this year? So just clean up the garden is going to be a big job. I think I talked a little bit about it when we checked on how our goals finished out for last year. But it, I like was looking at it again today and I'm just like, dear God, this is just, it's a mess. I'm looking at the paths and they're just, everything's like kind of, you know, flattened out because of the winter, but like, it's just like grass everywhere or just weeds everywhere. And the beds have stuff that are like 
three or four feet tall growing out of them. And I'm like, what's this thing growing out of my blackberry bush that I just planted? I doubt that's blackberry. So, so there's going to be a lot of cleanup and I'm kind of with you with the whole improving systems or putting systems in place, like the weed barrier stuff where I did put that pricier stuff down last year. It did great. We had some creeping Charlie that like came over it from the stuff on the other side of the fence, but you could just easily like pull that right off. It doesn't, it's not like rooting down or anything because that weed barrier is there. So, um... I'm going to do more of that, especially out in the front flower buds, too, because I don't like spending a lot of time in the front of the house, especially weeding, because we're pretty close to the road. And like, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to bend over with my butt up in the air when cars are driving by. People will honk. <laughs> they I, will because they're rude. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I'm not, maybe my butt's nice to look at and they just want to let me know. I mean, that's nice too, I guess. But I don't need to, you know, be worried about that when I'm out there. So I'm looking to do that. So it's just a little more self-sustaining out front. And it doesn't get to the point where it looks like nobody lives here because we have like four feet weeds in the front. Because <laughs> it's definitely happened a few times. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. They grow so dang fast. So yeah, we're going to do a lot of cleanup. Going to do some investment in the weed barrier stuff so it stays looking nice. And then I'm going to keep it really simple this year back there too. And just really utilize my green stalks because I do have four of them. So that can grow a crap ton of food. My strawberries hopefully have done okay over the winter. If they didn't do okay, I'll just rip them out of there and figure something else out for now. But yeah, so I'm going to do that in just my buds and probably just stick with that this year. See how that goes with having a young one. <laughs> and do easy things like easy things that he can also eat like beans, zucchini, squash, stuff like that. So I'm just going to keep it really simple this year to kind of ease my way back in because I didn't really do a lot last year because when crap hit the fan, it was prime garden season. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course. It's always the way that it goes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I'm excited for you to ease back into it like in a way that works for you with where you're at like right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I don't want to feel like... I mean, I think most people can relate, especially when they're just trying to figure out motherhood. It's so easy to feel like you're failing in every space when you're still just trying to figure that stuff out. So I don't want to overcomplicate what I'm doing out there because I I want that to be enjoyable. I don't want to feel like another thing that I'm just dropping the ball on right now. And it's like, I found this really funny thing you can put over a pack and play to keep the bugs out of it. It looks like a mosquito (laughs) net. net type thing it, it like it's like a little tent so I'm planning on taking one of the pack and plays out there popping that over that maybe put one of those like tailgating tent things over it so he can be out there and getting fresh air but kind of protected from the bugs and stuff so if he likes that then that'll make it really easy if he hates it then like I'm just gonna hand the he- kid off to Matt when he gets home from work and be like I'm going to the garden bye <laughs> bye yeah <laughs> I'll do chores when I'm out there bye put him to bed <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, I don't want to, I was originally thinking we'll build the vertical garden stuff this year, but now that I'm just kind of like, eh, maybe I don't want to do that to myself right away. We have the stuff for it. It can wait. Not a big deal. That totally makes sense. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So what else are you thinking for this year? So I'm actually going to switch some of my focus on what I've been growing to be more herbs and flowers for my soap. The soap business has actually like done better than I was expecting it to. Like I almost never post about it because I'm terrible at (laughs) self-promotion. I'm trying to get better about it. (laughs) But like I realized if I, if I did, you know, like talk about the, like the benefits of the soap and I, and I'm growing a lot of the things for it and like dehydrating a lot of the things of it for it. And, but also like showing the behind the scenes of like, you know, how the milk is collected, how I make the soap, how I dehydrate the flowers, like here's where the flowers come from, you know, from the garden and stuff. Like, I think those things are inspiring to people to like want to use those products. So I think that it would do better if I did more of that stuff and gave myself the time to really like share it and document it. So I'm going to try to do more of that because like, you know, we've, we've, we've beaten this like over and over again. I don't like canning. (laughs) So I realized like, I'm just not going to grow a bunch of stuff that needs to be canned that I have to feel guilty about letting go bad because I didn't can it because Bev doesn't like canning. So I thought, like, I love my dehydrator. I love flowers. I love herbs. And, like, I have a whole pile of herbs, like, up above my desk right now from last summer because I, I use them in the soap. So I just, you know, like, chop off what I need and they're just, like, all stacked up there. And it's just, like, this something that makes me really happy. So I thought it's productive and it makes me happy. So it has, like, two things going for it. <laughs> Joy farming in a nutshell. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Joy farming and perhaps being profitable while joy farming. Being profitable is not my forte, but I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah. It's nice when it can go hand in hand and it's not being just profitable without any joy. Because that's not, while it might be necessary, that's not always fun. Yeah. 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 I totally feel that. So what about you? What's next on your list? So I'll jump to my similar one because I want to preserve a few things. Not putting a lot of pressure on myself. If I can figure out how I want to do cucumbers this year, I want to try to actually successfully make pickles. The one year I did try it, like they just didn't turn out great. So I'm not really even sure like what went wrong. So I might just try again to see if I can actually do it. But if it goes wrong, then that's okay too. But the main thing I'll do is probably freeze a few things and then dehydrate. My husband got me like this massive dehydrator, I think last Christmas or something. He got it. It's still in the box because my intention was last summer to dehydrate a bunch of things because I thought it was really cool to use my little one, but I could only do so much at a time. So he got me a big one. So I'm with you. I kind of want to dehydrate herbs so I have them and then maybe try some other things in the garden too just to see how it goes. Just kind of experiment with this it this year to kind of maybe make bigger plans the following year. But yeah, I definitely want to be a little more intentional on preserving, not letting things sit too long because I got into that habit too. So yeah, yeah. But if I'm keeping things at a smaller scale, I feel like my brain will be able to to manage it a little better instead of trying to expand this year and do that. 
That totally makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, and you have enough experience under your belt too. Like there are some things that you know you can go pretty well. You can grow pretty well. That can be like your go-tos for any type of preserving. So like you're not sure if pickles are going to quite work out for you, but like you know you grow other things like amazingly. So <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what about the hops? Has, has Have the hops still been, are they still hopping in your backyard? So last year, the way hops work, like you can, you'll get a first harvest, but the first couple of years, you know, it's like a build. Yeah. Last year was far more hopping, but because we brought him home like the same weekend that you, we should have harvested, the the birds just ate them this year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we didn't preserve any, or we didn't prune or anything because I was like recovering from a C-section. Yeah. So they were freaking wild they were everywhere and what we're all we're gonna do is like we're gonna cut them all back to about a foot when we do cleanup including the ropes because they're all tangled around all the ropes and redo the ropes for them to climb and hope for a better time this year <laughs> i'm gonna prune better this year I mean that's okay like they're still alive so that's the cool thing about a perennial is you get to try again next year. It's like, it's not all lost. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Even though the bird, I mean, the birds got to have it as energy <laughs> this year. So it's okay. They got that. And we had um, sunflower seeds from the year prior that the birds were eating and dropping. And it outside of my garden area, we had an unintentional mini field of sunflowers. Oh my gosh. I love it. Because they just grew. Yeah. And my husband didn't mow him over because I thought it was hilarious. So he just left him. But yeah, the cat also thought it was really cool. My barn cat, Felix, thought it was cool that we did that because he could get closer to the birds and inspect them because they were distracted and eating the hops. So, I mean, he he benefited from it, too. And really, that could be enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> so true. He was happy. <laughs> When it comes to my animals' housing, I want the best bedding for them and least amount of work for me. That's why I use Eaton Pet and Pastures hemp bedding in my chicken coops, duck house, where my baby goats love to cuddle puddle, and as a base layer under the straw in my barn stalls. Eaton Pet and Pastures hemp bedding is made from 100% naturally grown hemp and is superior in every way to alternatives. It's soft and cozy for them and two times more absorbent, which means I get to clean half as often. And when it's cleanup time, it sweeps up like a dream. Get 20% off your first order from Eaton Pet and Pasture by going to eatonpetandpasture.com and using code ZEROCLUX20. And when you start having your hemp bedding auto-delivered, you'll save on every shipment while always having it on hand when you need it. Talk about taking the stress out of mucking day. Make the switch today to Eaton Pet and Pastures Hemp Bedding, made for a happy pet, healthy planet, and is a farm choice that aligns with my values. All right, what else do you got? The next thing I'm going to do is spend more time organizing and setting up the marketing for my farm business. So like I mentioned, not that great at marketing myself, <laughs> some of that. And it's, it, it, it's, it's not because I don't believe in what I'm doing. I think, I think it takes a little while to get into that uh, headspace of, of feeling comfortable telling people how cool you think these things are that you're doing. And it shouldn't take that long. Uh, I'm recognizing 
what has kind of like caused that uh, in myself and overcoming it so that I can be a good example of being your biggest cheerleader and your, you know, biggest promoter. And so I want to, I want to spend time doing that. Like I, I need to redo my website. I've got five boy weather baby goats that I need to sell. So I'm going to like take pictures of them and put them up on the website this year and really like make an, like a concerted effort to sell some goats. Because usually I just keep them all. I have only sold one goat since I've started breeding goats. And that's a little insane <laughs> for how many goats we've had born here. So definitely yes. going to sell some goats. And also, like, we're in the process of opening a restaurant. The floor just, like, the joists are finished and the subfloor just got finished putting down. So there's still some work that needs to be done on it. But once that opens, like that's another avenue to really start to dig into like, what do I want to do here? Like, what can I do here? What are the businesses that are local here that I can support and collaborate with? Things like that. Because like, one of my long-term goals has always been to do something with the dairy, but I have a lot, I have a lot to do before I get into commercial dairy essentially because it's like right, the, right. one of the biggest, hardest things to get into. But having a commercial kitchen and a restaurant that gives me a place for processing mm-hmm. once I get all the other licenses. So I've been kind of just collecting the steps for that stuff, but I'm not trying to launch that this year. But I am trying to be a little more intentional about doing the things that. I think have potential, not just because I enjoy them or not just because I like them or not just because other people like them and enjoy them. Like, it's like you almost are coming up with an acceptance criteria for new things to do. It's maybe not just that you like it, which sometimes is enough, but if it, you like it and it's profitable or you like it and it makes you one step closer to the dairy stuff you want to do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to think of it a little more holistically, not so one-dimensional. Yeah. But that can be hard, too, to to get in the brain space to think short-term, long-term like that, too, and not just, it feels good right now, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I ended up with a cow. <laughs> right? I mean, well, like, what I didn't, it wasn't until I got diagnosed that I recognized that that was how my brain works. Like, it's so easy to go for the new and the novelty and have the excitement from that be enough to feed you and give you the energy to do those things. But like, what happens when it's not new and novel anymore? Like, how do you get through and continue to take care of these things? And I'm recognizing that that is definitely like, it's gotten harder. So now when I get really excited about something new, I like stop myself and I'm like, how does that feed into my long-term goals that I've identified? Like soap and dairy in the restaurant, like does it serve any of those three things? Cause I can't, like, I can't be good at everything as much as I would love to be. Just, there's aren't that many hours in the day. Like we have to make some choices. <laughs> Making choices is hard. I wish I could say yes to everything, but I can't. And so I'm being really careful this year to be like, nope, that doesn't serve that. That doesn't match that. That doesn't feed into that long-term thing. So not going to happen. Right. <laughs> Especially for things that are like a time commitment. Too. Yeah. Like that's just a nice, like no matter who you are, that's a good lens to look at things through. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. So what's next on your list? I think 
another thing we really need to do because we've lived here for six years now. We need to do some cosmetic updates to things. Um, we've done a really good job of building new things. Maybe not such a good job on maintaining some others, <laughs> like the barn. Okay, like, I didn't think about it when we bought it, but you do need to, like, paint it <laughs> occasionally if you don't side it, if it's not sided. One side of it, one of the big sides is sided. The other side is not. And the paint is chipping. In, but we have a power washer, so that'll make things a little easier. We also have now, because we finally did the nursery for my son, we have one of those paint sprayers. Matt just went ahead and bought one of those because we knew we were going to do some of these projects. So just spray it all red. That'll be super easy. My dad has one too. So with our powers combined, perhaps we can knock it out pretty quickly. So painting that is going to be the really big job that comes to mind, but also some of the landscaping out front that kind of going back to that weed barrier stuff, making sure that's a little more manageable to deal with. So those are like the two big things, but yeah, anything cosmetic out front or in the back or really anywhere, instead of adding on to, like that's my role, instead of adding on to anything, we're just going to kind of make sure what we have looks good now. <laughs> Yeah. And it works. And like the way that you maintain it works. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But like, you know, we got the chip paint on the barn and we also have chip paint on the three porches we have. But like I said, with that sprayer, it's going to be pretty easy work compared to trying to like use a brush on everything or a roller. Yeah. I, I, I painted a whole restaurant the day before we opened it as a pop-up shop or two days before we opened it as a pop-up shop. <laughs> Thankfully I had some help. So I wasn't the only one in there painting it, but yeah, I like by the end of it, I was like, why didn't we hire this out? This was so much work. I forgot how much work this was. And it was because we were using brushes and rollers. If we had used a sprayer, it would have been so much faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oof, man, yeah, I, I don't blame you for wanting to hire that out, though. Even with a sprayer, if it's a bigger job like that, too, it can just be... Sometimes it's it's easier just to do that. Yep, for sure. If you can if you can swing it, yeah, there's no shame in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is your last thing on your list? So the last thing on my list actually kind of, like, ties into everything that I've kind of talked about already. And it's that I want to make sure that I'm being more intentional about relaxing and enjoying the farm, especially when the weather is just like perfect. Because one of the things I, ca I catch myself doing now and I continue to catch myself doing is, oh my gosh, the weather's right for like all these things. So I need to go out there and push, push and do all of this stuff. And then I don't get any recovery time. And then I'm not enjoying the place like I had meant to when we first started all of this. And so I want to make sure that I am making time and creating space for resting and doing nothing and being okay with it. And, you know, it, like, what does that take to do that? Does it mean that I have to get rid of some things? It might. Does it mean that I have to do some things less? that's also a possibility. I haven't identified what those things are yet, but it's a goal to make sure that I'm not spending every weekend all day out in the barn or in the garden because that is what I did last year and the year before that. And like I said, I'm almost 40. My back hurts. I'm tired. <laughs> I 
I don't think I could do that for much longer. <laughs> right, right. There needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love working hard and like getting my heart rate up. Like today, I stuffed all of my hay bags so that I could get prepped for the week. So when I go feed, it's going to be so much easier on me. And it was fun because it felt like a really good workout. But I thought like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't do this for many more animals. Like there's just no way. I just, I don't, I don't have the energy. I don't have the strength. I don't have the time. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> what about you? What's your last goal? Uh, my last goal is to hatch my own turkeys. Ooh. Yes. So this is a fun one. I feel like everything else has been like things that I really need to do or are part of the garden process. So this is definitely like separate from that. But we do have a bourbon red male and female. I feel like I've said this in like the two episodes I've done since I've been back. But I do need to get Sarah to swap out one of my other two males with her <laughs> one of her females. If she still wants to do that. But yes, I at least want to hatch out of the bourbon red female. I was out there looking at them today and gobbling at them. And they were gobbling back at me. And thinking, gosh, I don't really know where turkeys lay. I think they lay like randomly in the nest on the ground. So like, I was like, I need to make like a nest for her or something. <laughs> like I got to figure that out. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on her as things get warmer. Uh, see when she starts laying eggs. So we can just, I'm just going to try to hatch a couple. I'm not going crazy this year. And then whatever we hatch out, we'll determine how many we take to the butcher or process ourselves because I'd like to have a couple more females and not just the two. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm excited. I haven't hatched anything myself in years. So hopefully it goes well. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun either way. Yeah, it's been a minute. I don't remember the last time I fired up the incubator. I think after so many rounds of roosters, I lost my nerve on hatching. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just kind of easier, you know, when you have to have a better balance, you know, go into the feed store and just picking up the chirping little birds. Birds, yeah. Which I think I need to do that too, because ours, we've gotten three eggs in the past month, no matter what we feed them. So, and then I realized we haven't had new laying hens here in probably over two years. So everybody's slowing down. And then we have some other chickens we got with the house that are still alive. So they're at least 11 years old. So they're not doing anything. They're just running around living their best life here. As they should. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay <laughs> with me. But yeah, so I think too, on top of that, I'll probably go buy some more chicks. That's not really a goal. It's just going to happen because I have no impulse control during that time of year. You know, I, I have to get new chicks this year too, because we were making the same observation. This was our hardest winter with lowest egg production. And I realized it's because we didn't do chicks like we normally do. And that makes a difference. And I, and Last time we had a hatchery sponsor us, we got meat birds. I don't think we got layers. So, I, I mean, I'll do a shameless if there's any hatcheries out there that want to sponsor us. We'll gladly order chicks for you in exchange for advertising space. I have no shame in that. I hope Beth doesn't either because I just said it off the cuff. But, you know. It's on my my goals. So, like, we're talking about our farm goals. But, like, one of the podcast goals I have on here is do a sponsored episode for my hatchery. So, there you have it. Just threw it out into the universe. Maybe someone will hear it and reach out and be like, hey, I'm a hatchery <laughs> and I like you guys. 
Here's some chickens. Have your people call my people. Actually, just you'll just call me because I don't have people. <laughs> Gmail. Drinkinfarm at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we're more official now. I mean, that one still works. But we have hey there at giveseroclucks.com. Oh, that's right. That is right. Yeah. So you have a couple ways. Yeah. On top of Instagram, Facebook Messenger, find us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Always good ways <laughs> to get a hold of us. So, yeah. So, yeah. Do we want to talk word of the year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do want to talk word of the year. What's your word of the year? Tell tell me. I'm curious because I don't know. So, I mine heard it feels yet. mine. <laughs> so, mine. The word I have like stuck in my head, which feels like a weird word, but it's like restoration. And I think it's because of the garden situation, because everything just needs to like be restored. And that kind of ties into the cosmetic updates I was talking about, the preservation stuff, because like we don't really have anything from last year because I didn't do anything last year. And just even like... I don't know that after you have a kid, if you can really restore yourself because you are permanently changed. But I feel like that might tie into that too. Just, you know, finding your new identity as a mother. Um, I mean, I really haven't changed that much. Let's be honest. (laughs) I'm still a freaking weirdo, (laughs) but it does change you. So yeah. So that's the word that's been stuck in my head since like December randomly. So I was like, I'm just going to roll with it. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I mean, I just, I love it on so many levels for so many reasons and it makes perfect sense with the goals that you've outlined. Like it just ties in so well. I love it. Restoration. I'll remember that. Actually, I won't remember that. I'll probably forget that you told me. I'll admit that right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. This is why we do show notes. So when we review our goals, whenever we review them, we can remember what we talked about. That's right. I might forget it too by then. Who knows? Mom brain. (laughs) Right. But what, what is your word of the year? So my word of the year is communicate. And I picked that very intentionally because I realized that one of the things that was causing me just like the most friction in my life was that I didn't know how to tell people what I wanted or needed or communicate effectively. And it's not that I didn't want to, it's that I wasn't willing to slow down enough to do it. And so now I'm trying to be really intentional about like the types of conversations I have with people and how I advocate, you know, like for myself or advertise for myself, even like the marketing thing kind of ties into that and telling people like about my soap and my restaurant and the things that I'm doing that I think are really exciting. Like that's me communicating about like how cool some of this stuff is and how I want to share it, Mm -hmm. you know, with people. And so I'm getting better about that. Also, you know, like as I didn't, I mean, I I think I knew this about myself, but I realized I'm kind of, I can kind of be a people pleaser kind of person. And I think I want to have more just like maybe uncomfortable conversations where like we don't agree, not just you and I, but like just in general, me with people, where we don't agree on everything and, and being okay with it. And like, and, and like learning how to communicate like that. I think it's a really important skill to have. And like as a 
neurodivergent person, I get really lost in my own head and I forget to think about or read the signs from other people. And I want to intentionally do better about that and communicate. So I think it will add to richer friendships and closer friendships and enjoying just like people's company more and enjoying the things that I'm doing more. Cause if I'm communicating with like all my partners, like you, you know, or my husband or whoever else, like I'm working on with the restaurant makes those projects more enjoyable. Cause they just are. Yeah. I'm glad that you said me before your husband. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I feel special. <laughs> don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> it's not because I'm just sitting right in front of you. I won't tell him. It's okay. (laughs) No, I love that, especially when you were talking about difficult conversations, because let's be honest, we don't talk politics on here because that's not the purpose of this podcast. But we all know a presidential election is right around the corner and people just start beating heads. So I think that's a good takeaway for anybody, like just slow down and communicate and be intentional with that. And just remember that there's a human being that you're talking to, even if you disagree with them, you should still be kind in your communication to them and treat them like a human being and not, you know, be aggressive or hateful. Like people can be terrible. Like I'm dreading that we're coming up on another election just because of social media. But I think that is a good takeaway just across the board is to really be intentional and aware of the way you're communicating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think you can see it like on our own social media and stuff too, like asking listeners to answer questions and like learning more about the people that spend time with us. Like, like communicating just across the whole board has become more important and intentional to me. So yeah. So when you see us ask a question on Give Zero Clucks, uh, go answer it because I, I genuinely want to know the answer and I'll talk back yeah. to you. <laughs> it's not just for the algorithm. No. Like we, we do read those. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I read and answer every single one of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't answer, but that's because I'm just like, you know, detoxing from being at work and a mom brain, but I do see them, but I see that Bev has also been really good about answering everybody too. So you have someone much cuter to give your attention to than (laughs) social media. Yeah, that's true. He is very adorable when he's not screaming. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yes. That that continues (laughs) no matter what age they are. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Just the tone might change a little bit as they hit puberty. <laughs> it does. It changes a little bit. Yeah, as the mom of a senior right now. Oh and my then Aurora's in the middle school next year. I'm just like, oh my, oh like, my god. Oh my god. I blinked that happen? and it's gone. Yeah. That's nope. wild. I can't believe that. I know. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <sighs> what now? <laughs> all right. Well, group, if you haven't yet, you yes. can tell us all about your farm goals. I'm sure we'll start a few discussions about our farm goals in there because we'd love to know what your farm goals are. And if you'd like to go to the show notes for this episode, make sure that you go to it's giveziroclux.com slash 228. And actually like drinkandfarm.com will always work also because it will always point to give zero clucks, but we're in the process of slowly changing everything over so that all of that works. And we have some Patreon shout outs too. Ashley Davis, Tonya Harold, Kimberly Taylor, and DC Teitzel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being mm-hmm. the MV peeps 
of the show. Yeah, MV peeps. I see what you did there. Oh my gosh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, oh. I'm so excited for our design for this quarter to go out. They've all been ordered. So if you if you're a Patreon peep and you've been waiting for it and you haven't gotten it yet, they have been ordered. But I'm really excited about them. And we'll be revamping our merch shop and adding those things to that merch shop and all that. So we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. We do. We do. All right. So that's it. Yeah. Until next time. Drink. Farm. And, and give zero clucks. <laughs> Bye now. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. We do things. We farm things. We drink and farm things. Want to be the first to try Ross Roos Farm's experimental series goat milk soaps and be surprised each quarter by what's in your shower, but in a good way? Then my soap CSA is for you. Choose the CSA share that best fits your soapy needs. Each month or quarter, you'll receive either two or four bars of the latest styles and scents of the season. Ross Roos Farm Goat Milk Soap is made in Bainbridge, Ohio, with milk from our farm, oils and butters that cleanse and soften the skin, fresh herbs and flowers from the garden or locally sourced, natural pigments, essential oils, and fragrance oils that have been thoroughly tested for skin safety and scent longevity. I never use palm oil. Bring joy to your daily cleansing routine and get your first soap CSA box by going to rossroosfarm.com slash soap.